Hey guys, we're starting the episode in the more, a more unconventional way. We had recording issues, so I'm just posing the question, and I lead you right straight into Rob's answer. Rob, keep a McLean McLean's answer. And the question is, in regards to Michigan and Wisconsin and the altercation, whose fault is it, and do you think anyone's going to get fired? So here we go. To be honest, I mean... Who started it? Let me just say, and this is to all sports, is unwritten rules. I can't stand them, right? I understand where they come from, right? But if a coach, right, and Jawan Howard should take a, 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 if this is what happened, I don't know what happened. Maybe he is trying to be a jerk. But, you know, at the end of the day, if a coach is trying to have a teaching moment for some of his players, and he ends up using a buttload of timeouts on him, right? There's no disrespect, right? Because it's different NBA game, right? NBA is different than college. If you're in NBA, there's not a lot of teaching moments. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. There's not growing, boy. You know, we got to learn. We got to teach this guy to grow into something else. You know, everybody's pretty much grown, or at least they're given the the respect of having their space to make their decisions. When you're in college. Like, it's about trying to, you know, mold these younger men into, you know, a good, uh, let's say, person for society even. Um, and I'm not saying that's not what Jawan's doing, but you can't take an unwritten rule, like an NBA unwritten rule, that is and when a game is late, uh, you don't score buckets and you're up big. Or when the game's late, you don't do a bunch of timeouts, you know, or when, the, you know, when your team's up, you don't foul the other team, like. These are all unwritten things, which I understand, you know, it's respect in the game, but at the end of the day, it shouldn't make you go and uh, uh, be the judge, jury, and executioner of said unwritten rules, right? It should be a collective understanding that that's not what you should do, and they should get, um, you know, some, 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 some bad feeling team should want to beat that team that 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 does that to another team but you don't go out of your way to to execute what you believe is a wrong a wrong play of a rule right and it goes to baseball too you know it goes to you know tons of other sports that have unwritten rules that aren't a part of the rule book but players believe in them almost more than the rules themselves right so that's the first thing that's where it came from you know uh or that's what started it is Jawan's howard understanding that this coach was trying to be disrespectful by using his timeouts in a, in a situation that didn't deem to be a game stoppage um, to kind of, you know, dig, dig the night deeper into the Michigan players. So that, that's just ridiculousness. Um, should uh, I forget the second question? Well, uh, we, we, we'll, we'll do the second question together though. Cause I want people, right. to, I want people to unpack what you said since we're on a, like a subset of the subject matter. Make sense. For sure, for sure. All right. Here's, here's what's really going on. Juwan Howard Salty. He's mad because Wisconsin was styling on him. <laughs> you mad? That song, you mad because we styling on you. That's what happened. The guy couldn't have called zero timeouts and let it run, and he would have still been in the same boat as far as Juwan Howard shaking his hand at the end, right? He could have called 
five timeouts or promised to never call timeouts at the end or, or, or have never done it again and still been in the same boat as far as where Jawan, Jawan Howard's mental mentality was. All he did when he did that was give Jawan Howard ammunition to direct his frustration and energy at. I'm not a psychiatrist, but I recognize the symptoms of real human behavior. And in where we live in California, we have an opposite thing. We have a sore winners thing. that you're friend and then when they beat you, they act like a jerk. This guy was not acting like a jerk to do that. I don't think he was doing that. And Jawan Howard, with respect to his NBA ability, does not, uh, and that does not entitle him to bring a set of rules like you said that transfer that that's a, that he thinks is supposed to transfer from the NBA to college, right? Clearly, Rob. The NBA is run by the players. Clearly, Rob, the, the college is run by the coaches. And, and we do what the coach says, you get the fuck out, all right? That's not the same with players. We're going to talk about LeBron James a little bit later, too. So we know that's not the same players, player and coach dynamic and who has to go and who gets to stay and who scholarship rides. So I, from this perspective, because we're going to talk about consequence and all that stuff, I'm not really sure what that guy was supposed to do. Uh, uh, he has to do what he has to do to protect his players and win the game. And if there's some unethical thing going on, they have to have, Jawan Howard at least should have the integrity and the decency to have that conversation with a guy who's been coaching college longer than him. Okay? Jawan, no doubt in anyone's mind, Jawan Howard got that job because he's a, because he was, he was, he's a, a, probably a Hall of Famer. All right? So there has, the, the respect has, is bisexual here. It has to go, it has to work both ways. And that guy was trying to explain at the end, and Jawan Howard was trying to walk past him, which I think is disrespectful. Jawan Howard's a head coach. You're a head coach. His pedigree of, I don't want to talk to you right now, should not entitle him to disrespect someone that has the same rank. In fact, paid more dues than Jawan Howard did. I'm, I'm, a lot of people were siding with Jawan Howard on this one. Perk was like, oh, you don't touch a man. You just don't lay hands on. I don't believe in handshakes. You don't touch a man. Come get out of here with that shit. Jawan, uh, he's he's looking after his boy because if 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 that coach if Jawan Howard if the situation were reversed be honest Rob if the situation were reversed and that guy didn't want to just want to walk by and not shake shake Jawan Howard's hand wouldn't that's the same perk wouldn't the same maybe the same Stephen A Smith I'm not trying to put put my his my his name in my mouth but wouldn't these people have an adverse reaction to that. Wouldn't it be like that guy's disrespectful? He didn't want to hear it. He's a sore loser. Why the fuck can't we say that about Jawan Howard? Why Why is he the exception? That's bullshit. Yeah, and, I mean, go ahead. I don't know. I don't know what was said. You know, I still don't really know any of the facts behind it. You know, we really only know what we saw, you know, of what was going on. Yeah. I may, you know, he said it, it at the press takes, conference. It only takes for somebody to say something antagonizing for somebody to, you know, blindly react to what they heard. And mm -hmm. then, you know, the situation can be different. So um, all I'm hearing, you know, because usually when it becomes, let's call it what it is, racist, which yep. is, is not anything about racism. You know, I've heard a lot of people talk about racist this, racist that. Oh, it's racist just because it's a black coach and a white coach. It's like it really has nothing to do about that. One guy who's a head coach, struck another guy who was a head coach. Who's an assistant and coach. Honestly, assistant coach. Sorry, he struck his assistant. Another coach, right? right? Yeah. Honestly, it didn't even happen in the first altercation. He came back and struck the other coach. So, like, it was kind of... Reached it was over. Unnecessary. <laughs> he reached over. It was unnecessary, and it created a worse situation, you know? And we can go to our next point, which is, uh, first of all, should Jawan Howard be fired? Absolutely absolutely 
Absolutely. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, I don't like the NCAA. I don't like the whole, you know, you know, kids couldn't get paid and stuff. Now they can. Cool. I love that. But when you're talking about like, uh, what's it called? Not even principal. Like when you're talking about what you're trying to stand for as a university, he can't be at Michigan. When you're talking about what you right. stand for as NCAA basketball, he can't be a part of NCAA basketball because this is his first year. Yeah. Second. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is his first real opportunity, I should say, to coach at a high level, right? Whether it's pro, whether it's high level college, you know, whether it's the best high school in the nation, you know, it's his first chance at, at coaching at high, high level. You can't do that stuff. You can't do that. I don't care. I don't care if he was an NBA coach and he struck another assistant NBA coach. You can't do that. You just can't do yeah. that. So yeah. I'm sorry. He's not a player no more. He should get another job other places. Sure. But I'm telling you, he's got to go. I think that's that's not what you want. I like the point you made, but I I would suggest that people that think that it's about race should actually approach this from a different angle as far as celebrity is concerned, right? Um, like from a race perspective, it was a white coach that hit a black assistant coach in the other team. Uh, there's a lot of white and black people who be like that dude's gone, <laughs> right? Uh, um, because of uh, Howard's celebrity. He, I think he's going to probably survive this. I don't think we're going to see him again for the rest of the season. We're not going to see him again for the conference playoffs. And God forbid if they even get in as at some at some kind of like, you know, outside looking in bid at the NCAA tournament, you won't see him on the sidelines for that either. Pretty much gone for the rest of the year. And if the school wants to keep him, that's what you got to do. You got you to come clean and say, my bad, or you just got to, you got to not show your face until all of this, all of this blows over. Now, you brought up a very good point because I didn't think he should get fired, but I think my bias, because he's a celebrity and because he's done really, really good things, particularly the last year in the NCAA playoffs uh, as a first-year head coach that has inspired uh, young men and this and that. And there are certain people who are players. Like if you touch them, they, they go a different level. Remember Charles Oakley? Charles mm -hmm. Oakley, he, he, the dude was fine with everybody. Just don't touch him. You don't touch the person. And that, that was the point Perk was trying to make, but that's a player's thing. Something that Stephen A and, I, and you and I co-sign. That's when you lose and there's this level of testosterone and you're still boiling. I understand why a player wouldn't want to shake hands. But a coach, someone who's who, who's in the game in a, in a freaking suit, you have to ha be able, it's called stress. You have to be able to deal with that maturely. It's called sportsmanship, you know? And I don't think the guy touched Juwan Howard after he said, don't touch me. And that's a, something a lot of people are missing. He touched him to say, hey, hold on, please, let me explain. And Jawan said, don't touch me. Take your hands off me. And then from that point, he didn't. He put his hands back. And then everyone got in between. And then, wow, he's got long arms, man. He reached over, like, his own player and another coach and, like, it looked like a pimp slap or a punch. I mean, I, I, I'm going to watch it again after we get off this podcast because I watched it, like, five times. I still can't make heads or tails of it. But if he got fired for this, it's something that should probably should happen in this in this climate, right? Bobby Knight has done worse and has and has kept his job for so long. And then, when the times change, right? You knew it was only a matter of time before Bobby Knight had to go, right? Bobby Knight was fired just for holding a kid saying, "You call me Mister Knight, don't call me Bobby." And he got yeah. So, but again, that is a little different because that's between uh, the coach and his university, right? Right now, this is between uh, one coach and another coach. Yes, because that's just assault. 
And then that's between, you know, the coach and its own university. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be between Michigan and Wisconsin, right? I mean, this is all bad. It's terrible because it could have been a teaching moment. Sure. But let's just say, you know, the two solutions you gave about hiding for a year, even if they're being successful, you got to hide them out. Or he's done for the whole year and he comes back next year. How is that? mm -hmm. You know, like. That that's that's but that's crazy. You know, like you're basically saying because of his actions, the whole team loses out this year. Done. That's it. Because you, you either have to bring in a new coach, right, or you got to interim a coach, and, that's what and then bring do. him back next year. That's insanity. Like you just hired the guy. Yeah. Right. He's just starting to get his grips into the. Gone, bro. I'm telling you, he's got to go. <laughs> he's got to go. Because the thing is, the reason, the only way he's going to survive is it has nothing to do with the celebrity. He really isn't that big of a name in the NBA, honestly. But he's a big name from Michigan. He's a right. big name from the Fab Four. He's a big name Five, yeah. from University of Michigan. So if he's going to survive, it's because he's a superstar there, right? That's the only way. And if he does survive this, unfortunately, it's going to throw a, a wrench into the plans of other African-American coaches. Right. I, I'm sorry, but that's just what it is. Whether it's the, oh, there's just tension between black coaches and white coaches. No, that's wrong. But that's what that could be conceived as, right? Oh, uh, black coaches can't control themselves. Or even black player coaches can't control themselves. That's just like, damn, bro. Like, we just we just threw out any opportunity of legitimately great coaches in the future just because this guy can't control himself. Right. Yeah, and the sad that sucks. It sucks. Well, what sucks, Rob, is the old saying of white people have a career, black people have a responsibility. I hear you, man. You know, and and, it's not really even black people. It's just non-white. But that's why it would hurt worse, right? That's why it's going to hurt black coaching opportunities worse. Be- yeah. Because oh, we only get look, one chance. Yeah, look, he's the angry black yeah. dude. You know what I mean, and I, and you know there are people out there saying that right now, and that's and that's not what really happened. It's a shame that that happened, it's but not. that's not. It is. That's just one of those. He's. Um, I mean, to me, that he's one. He's a type of person. He's one of those don't touch me personalities, and and snapped. And he doesn't strike me as a good loser. Like he was. Uh, I, that the what I said in the beginning of my diatribe, Rob. He's he was salty. He was salty mm. and. Yeah, he's people think he should, but he's probably not going to. He's probably going to get suspended for until ne- the beginning of the next season. And when next season comes, if I'm a betting man, I bet you people won't even remember this. You know, um, and and I don't know if that's a shame or not either. I mean, that's we can revisit that, but we need to move on because mm. we can go all day on this, and we still got some other subjects to talk about. You know, no doubt. But very well said. You know, and I only press uh, for the people listening to the podcast. I only press record when Rob started this diatribe. So guess what? That's where we're starting this podcast. <laughs> I missed the whole introduction thing. I missed the Rob keep it McLean McLean thing. But we can we're gonna That's rinse true. That's we're true. gonna rinse and repair that at the end. But they get to hear your voice first. What? Fuck out! Fuck out of here! <laughs> He's like, it's about time, Jay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, move on to topic two, okay? We um first of all, topic two, before we talk about Masvidal and whatever, quick question. N- no. Let's save that for quick question. Let's talk uh-huh. about Masvidal and let's talk about um Kobe Covington, okay? Now, we're jumping ahead. It's USC 272, and it's the first time in a minute that a pay-per-view was headlining a, a match, a main event that wasn't for a title. Right? The last time we saw that. 
I gotta go back really, really far. Maybe Connor and Nate Diaz too. Maybe, maybe there was something in between that. And if there was, I don't really remember. Like even the BMF belt was was not. That wasn't a main event anyway. But and that was at Madison Square Garden. So Jorge Masvidal, game bread, is going to be fighting Kobe Covington. Um, a match that over the weeks is starting to look like it's more personal, and it's mm. gotten more personal. These guys are best. We're close friends for a while. They were roommates. They were training partners, all part of America Top Team, I, I believe. But all of a sudden, there's salt, and all of a sudden, there's back and forth, and all of a sudden, it's like I want to, I'm, 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 you know, I hope the ref trips so I could hit him a bunch of more times. And I guess my question is because this kind of, I know it seems like it's been happening for weeks, but it really started out of the blue, in my opinion. Rob, my question is, how much? of this is a is a work how much of this feels as real so they've actually been going back and forth about this for probably about like two years now okay but like it's been it's been Better like education. you know light peppering a year or two ago and then like started like to pick up um, momentum especially when jorge fought against uzman uh because kobe thought that he should be fighting against him how did this guy get the the title shot yada yada so i i i i pretty 99 percent sure it's, it's real um i'm just you know interested in the fight you know it's just I, I don't mind you know who's talking what i mean it's kobe is just fake no matter what so even if it is real animosity between them i the what comes out of his mouth may not be real it came from a fake place be like what's your, yeah you mm-hmm. know so and jorge i think he's like a very genuine person you know but you know i also think he's you know he, he is a journeyman you know i remember when I first saw him, you know, he, you know, it was kind of 50, 50. It wasn't like, Oh, this guy's a superstar. You know, he, he kind of just came into that off of a couple good wins in the last uh, couple of years. So I think, uh, honestly, I think Kobe's going to run through him. I think Kobe's going to do what he does to everybody except for Usman because he knows that he can't do that with Usman. Um, and so we'll see what's the difference, but maybe he should try to do that with Usman. As opposed to trying to do something different, it would be a fun fight to watch. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think on Masvidal's part that it's um, f- um, a, a work for everyone listening at home. A work is when you kind of put on something to to produce a result that's manufactured, but and nobody knows except the two people. Like it's a wrestling term, right? Someone gets pinned; they already know who's going to get pinned. Uh, it's just a matter of working out the how. That's a work you know how someone loses a match but i thought this whole i asked the question was this whole promotional thing will work and i guess i'll address one guy at a time masvidal's part probably not because when masvidal's ready to fight someone he gets worked up like this anyway even if he likes you he's like dude i'm about to we're about to punch each other in the face i can't i can't train and i can't act like a nice person about this this is not it's not normal to him it doesn't feel normal to act like a nice person about that shit now covington it's hard to understand any, I mean, to me, how do I know he's being fake? It's when he moves his mouth, man. Cause he, he went from this quiet dude that's humble and just working to this, this cocky, loud, belligerent dude that he claims uh, saved his career. Cause he thought the UFC was going to cut him. So he felt like he had to do something chaotic, you know, Kobe chaos Covington. Um, and it started with Brazil, Brazil, right? Talking about how this place is a dump, you know, uh, these people are filthy animals. And then, you know, they want an apology and he's like, I'd like to apologize to filthy animals. And I'm just like, wow, 
Where, that was very Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen was like that. He was a quiet dude or whatever, and all of a sudden, he starts barking the whistle. But for some reason, Kobe Covington is taking it to the next level, like outside the cage. He's involved politics, and I want to put this belt around Trump. I don't even know if he... I don't even believe he even likes the guy. So, um, I don't think it's a work, um, and I don't think both of them have the um, ego check to make it a work. They can't, they, they, their, their, their ego is way too here for them to, to just say, cause to go behind closed doors, Hey, let's do it this way, you know, so we can generate more tickets. Their ego won't allow that. So it's, to me, it's very, very real. Um, as far as Kobe Covington is concerned, he, he can't go back now. Now the persona is probably real because he's been this way so long. Right. Think yeah. about that. I like, mean, right. Think about that. Like, like if you if you're under if you're in World War II and you're an American spy, and you have to be disguise yourself as a Nazi, right? If you disguise yourself as a Nazi for three years, you're pretty much doing more work for them than you ever would as an American spy. <laughs> so that's true. Yeah, can't get lost in the sauce. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it is what it is. It sounds. It is what it sounds like. I just think that Kobe is, uh, you know, I think he's just a fake dude. So I actually do believe he could check his ego and go make a deal behind behind closed doors. But I just think Jorge is a pretty genuine guy, you know. And I don't. I think that he he does have a large ego, like everybody else in the UFC. And I don't think he could step away and say, "Hey, you know, I'm just kidding. This isn't what it is. You know, let's go out there, put on a show, and earn some money." Um, I, I, and I respect that because I think that's what the game should be, you know? Yeah. And if Kobe needs to, you know, create a persona to get himself these big fights, because at the end of the day, you know, I don't think he's championship material. I mean, I think he, he could be a champion one day, but I don't think he's, he has that, that extra gear. Um, I just think he knows what he wants to do and he's trying to go out there and execute it. And then he does a good job at it and that makes him great. But uh, at the end of the day, I think there's always going to be guy one guy better than him. And at the moment, it's Usman. I still think Usman has a lot of holes in his games, and he can get better. But man, uh, you know, Kobe's not that guy. Kobe's not that guy, man. Yeah, and I so agree with you in the sense that Masvidal spent too much time sticking to his principles and being real to to finally break through and finally make the money that he's making only to be a right. fake only to be a you know to, you, you don't do all of that and then finally get to where you got to go doing it real and then be like i'm gonna do some fake shit so right. I, i'm i'm with you on that i'm with you on that lewis and um and and um tiobasa thoughts on that match before we move on i thought it was going to be exactly what it was you know it's the way it should have been uh, yeah, I just thought that Tuivasa is a monster inside. I think uh, Derek Lewis just just keeps holding his punches, and uh, if if you do that, you're gonna get you're gonna uh, allow somebody to get within your range, and and within that range is uh, you know it's worse for a guy with longer arms, big length to fight inside because they don't they're not gonna be at the extent of their punches. Um, uh, and yeah, Derek Lewis just man, he just so disappointing you know i feel like if he doesn't know it already he is that gatekeeper in the heavyweight division because you know he's just not he's not going anywhere he hasn't really you know sure he he's upped his uh his um his takedown defense you know but at the end of the day like 
if you can't stop a fight, if you can't finish a fight, or if you can only finish a fight and you can't do anything else, all they have to do, a good fighter, is avoid your right hand, avoid your left hand. So it's uh, right. Easier said than yeah, done, but you're right. So said. It, yeah. it is, it is. But, you know, again, I, I think that's why the uh, Dana and all these, um, you know, fight fight match, uh, matchmakers are trying to find guys that are weaknesses for Derek Lewis so they can kind of get him out of this ranking. Because uh, he's been stuck up there, you know. I mean, it was Curtis Blades. It was him. It was, uh, uh, what's it, what's his name? Um, Alexander Volkov. It was. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. they had a bunch of people up there. And he was keeping up with them. But now that a lot of those guys have, have, have you know, called it quits or, or mm -hmm. gone other places, you know, he's still sticking in the same position. He's not really evolving. And, you know, you just have, like, Cyril gone, you know, kind of ran right through him. You know, it was yeah. just like a master class. And, and so, you know, Derek. Um, and it shows with Tuivasa because I still don't believe Tuivasa is a, is a heavyweight championship material type guy, but uh, right. I think he, he could evolve and grow into something pretty dangerous in that position. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Derek, man, he, I think he's far over his plateau and he's been there for a long time. Well, it's um, heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if you're not a ground and pound guy, you know, that's fine. But dude, look at the size of him. He could lay on top of somebody and beat the hell out of him. You know what I mean? Or hey, if you want to be standing, like let's see some more kicks. Why, why not? Why not calf kicks? Like it's not hard for a guy of Derek Lewis's size to calf kick. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But come on, man! Like that's those are simple, simple changes, right? Yeah. I mean, the biggest change of all we could do. First of all, he should be going to a sports psychologist because he don't throw his hands. He's talked about it. He's talked about how he's gone to a sports psychologist. Yes, because after the Nagano fight, he thought he didn't throw his hands enough. I was like. That's the same fight I've seen you have every fight. Yeah. So even I the fights think... he's won, but you're right. Even the fights he's ended up winning, he's he yes. he has he's been hesitant. Um, yeah. Hesitant, and then it's like the very, very last hour. I mean, the very last minute of a fight, he'll explode. Mm -hmm. It's like, cause look, there's fighters just like that. Sorry, not to go too far with this, but there's fighters like them with like Yoel Romero, right? He was one of the like the most all time. Like, expend your gas tank, take a couple minutes, and, and recharge. Expend your gas tank, take a couple minutes, recharge. But if you never expend your gas tank, what are you? You're just a, a, a punching bag. And that's what Derek Lewis is. He's a big guy, so he can take punches. He gets punched, and then he tries to wait for that one time, and he feels like he can get them, and he pounces all over him. So at the end of the day, you guys, you're going to have guys like Cyril Gaon. Mm -hmm. I would love to see John Jones against... Uh, Derek Lewis, but you have these guys who who have all these different types of ways of winning, and Derek yeah. Lewis has won, right? So I think John. I feel bad for him. I think John moving up to heavyweight will probably be stronger too, and he'll be he'll be able to do a lot of the things that Daniel Cormier did to um, Derek Lewis. Daniel Cormier, definitely. Yeah, I think it'd, it'd, be, it'd be on the ground and be a matter of time. And Jones got nasty, yep. sharp ass, razor edge elbows too. I think John is gonna ragdoll people, and, and uh, he's gonna surprise. Him I, I, it would have been so much fun to see Nganu versus uh, versus John Jones. But we know that's not gonna happen. Of course, but if Sarah Gon can go, you know, five rounds with with, with Nganu, or you know, if he can try to take him all the way, uh -huh. I, I think John Jones can at least you know body up with him physically because Sarah Gon could not could not clinch with with uh, Nganu. There's no way. I mean, he's two seventy on the on the mat like that's 30 40 pounds over what Cyril Gaon is but if you got John Jones who can actually physically 
you know, push him back and, and start the clinch and make him actually do things in the clinch and to the ground. You know, that's that's a that's a that's a real thing. No know? doubt. No but doubt. John John gonna get slept though if that happens. <laughs> yeah, because well, that's they all I'm saying. Pack a lunch, man. There's look the um and I would like I like to finish with this the heavyweight division, you're not going to see a whole bunch of people with five five match winning streaks because it, it's it's a puncher's thing like Tiavasa what he's doing right now is amazing what what um Stipe Miocic did you know title defenses and getting to the title is these these are rare things for the heavyweight division so for Lewis I'd like to see him continue to lose weight because he had back problems because of his weight and if he continues to do that he'll be more mobile and the second thing uh, uh, he needs to do is not fight in Houston he's right now he's lost his only his only two losses the last three years i think were in his hometown so maybe don't fight at home you know <laughs> but I th hasn't he had his toughest fights though there too like yeah. he fought Nganu there and he fought uh who was his last guy he fought oh he fought uh, gun and tuivasa and those are his two losses in houston gun and tuivasa yeah mm. so yeah um, i mean that's tough yeah it is let's let's go into topic three because we got we rinse and repair on quick question um sure. topic three i wanted to talk a little bit about brian flores because we talked about him two weeks ago in the last episode and you and i uh, uh conveyed our uh, rightfully conveyed our personal disgust about the hiring system and what's going on and and kind of the good old boys club and this and that so um you joined the steelers as a defensive uh, a linebackers coach and this and that and brian um Look, Mike Tomlin said all the right things. He said, quote, I'm excited about Brian Flores joining our coaching staff, given his history of developing and teaching defensive players during his time in the NFL. His resume speaks for itself. I could have just said that and dismissed everything. I could have just skipped all that. His resume speaks for itself. And in fact, I'll just leave it at that. That's what, what he should have said, Tomlin. Yeah. Tomlin did say that. that was, <laughs> those were his quotes. No, I'm saying... I'm saying that's all he should have said. <laughs> and 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 that's would have been normal Tomlin, right? He's not a man of many words. He should have just said the resume speaks for itself. Any yeah. questions? Nope. Bye. <laughs> Mic so, drop. I know the Patriots were in the running because Bill he was a Bill Belichick guy. And um one, the question one, is it a is this a fit for him? Given, given his circumstances, I'd like to go first. I'd say yes, it's a fit, but only because he wants to continue to work as, as and, and you know, and um, he wants to be a head coach, but at the same time, he wants to work. And obviously, he's not going to get a head coaching job this year. So it's a fit because he gets to work with a franchise that appreciates people of all color. That 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 you know, Tomlin's a savage. The coaching staff is a savage. They they run a tight ship. They're, up, they're respected from every player from top to bottom. Tomlin's worst season is eight and eight. And Flores is only gonna be is only gonna make that better. Um he's got he's got some moving parts. He's got Watt. He's got you know, so I think it's a match for both of them. So that's the first question. Matt, is this is this a match for him at least now? Um he's a he's one of the most promising young head coaches of yeah. any news cycle or any any nfl season for the next five years right so as a defensive assistant coach i think that the steelers made pretty good on that <laughs> uh, <is> it... <laughs> yeah like not even defensive coordinator defensive assistant Coach, right so yeah i'm pretty sure he's gonna make some 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 good football players yeah um uh is it a match for him does it hurt his brand nah because i feel like it shows yet again and like we were saying too you know some people get you know careers and other people get chances 
right? And he's just showing that he can be humble, step back, and say, I don't need to – it's not head coach or die for me. Right. I actually enjoy coaching, and I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm right. going to coach and earn money because that's what I got to do for my family, right? Because, again, he's not – I mean, if he thought that he's going to get money from this lawsuit, maybe he wouldn't work, right? But it's not really about the money. It's about the principle in the Agreed. lawsuit. Yes. It's not really about the head coaching job. It's about the principle of working and getting paid for what you work, right? So uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's a match for both of them, sure, but he's completely overqualified for the position, and the Steelers are completely underqualified for having him. They don't really need help on defense, right? Like yeah. It's just kind of like you're just giving the rich more or making the rich uh, uh, happier, richer. It's just the defensive team, the defensive head coach of Mike Tomlin, one of the best defenses in the league last year in Pittsburgh probably doesn't need a defensive assistant coach that was a head coach. But, you know, I'm glad he has a job. I'm glad he has a job where he was where he feels uh, safe and secure. And I could only imagine what he would be feeling if he got if the only opportunity he got was from the Patriots, from the coach who all pretty much sold him out or told him that he was getting a job before the other guy was getting a job. Like I would feel terrible for Brian Flores if he would have to work for Bill Belichick with whatever information Bill Belichick has and knows uh, about the situation with the Giants and Brian Diabola and all that stuff. So that's just I'm glad that didn't happen. And the Steelers seem like a you know a good healthy uh, franchise for him to go to. Sure. Yeah, and we'll mic drop on that one. I like I like how you said that. I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, okay, we go to our other category. This is category number four, my personal favorite. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you to shame or not to shame. 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 Rob, keep it McLean. Let's turn on McKee, baby. Let's do that. Rob, to shame or not to shame, LeBron James publicly criticized the brass for not capitalizing on the trade deadline and other player acquisition. So is, does the shame go on Rob Palenka or does the shame go on LeBron James? You know, the shame goes on Rob Palenka and then a little sprinkle on LeBron James um, because of the whole roster building, not about like where it is now, right? Not because they traded like – serious assets to get Russell Westbrook. Why? And it's not because, I mean, it even goes back to like, why don't they have another center there? You know, like why did Anthony Davis playing the five again? But even past all that, I think it's from the fact that LeBron, and this is where he gets a little sprinkle on it. LeBron forced them, forced their hand to get Anthony Davis before ever doing any back background checks, before asking anybody, like, what is this guy as a player? No, we just know he's a top five player. He's a top ten player. We need him on this team. Like, it was never a It was never a fit. It was never a fit. The only reason they won the championship in the bubble was because LeBron was physically capable of carrying a team still. AD, not that guy. So I think it's both of them. Shame on both of them because LeBron is trying to GM. Palenka is not doing his job. And they create a roster that's not good for either player, right? So yeah. it is what it is. But, yeah, I think it's a failure all the way around. 
Well, Rob, my, my level of shame goes the exact same way the, that you finished your diatribe on this, okay? Polinka's not doing his job. LeBron's running the show. And that takes and, and that answered the question right there. The shame unequivocally goes on LeBron James. Um, and it goes on more the Lakers, the combination of the Lakers and LeBron James. When I worked, when I was in the military, the reason why I left the military, because I never wanted to be put in the position where someone tells me how to fix a generator. They have to do, I have to do it their way. I have to do it this way. I have to do it that way. And then when a generator is not fixed and everybody says, whose fault is it? They're going to be like, it's mine. That's not, I'm not the generator mechanic here. So I promised myself when I left the military never to put myself in a position where someone else is a shot caller, but I'm the one responsible when shit goes bad. And that's exactly what's happening here. LeBron James is pulling all the strings. He wants that guy. He demands that guy. LeBron James gets what he wants, but I swear to God and Sonny Jesus, the public has to tell him if you, you get what you want, but you got to want what you got. I'm not, I mean, Palenka, he's made some good and bad moves in, in, in his career, but... You have to know that if you work with LeBron James, you, you, you're working you're working with one hand tied behind your back, you know, and leads to the question as I finish with this. Where's Dave Blatt? <laughs> you know, I feel I mean, the guy who I feel sorry for is the guy who, who, who was brought in from the Russian League, who was an, an, an amazing coach that, that had to deal with that, you know, and I'm, I make it sound like LeBron's a bad person, but you can't. Oh, he's got this basketball IQ. He's been playing all his life. So then don't fire no GM, but don't be pointing the finger at no GM because he has no control over someone that we as the audience don't want him to have control over, right? LeBron fans, LeBron, even the LeBron fans, they don't want him, some GM to have control over LeBron decisions, but they want to be fired, man? Go to hell with that. the hell out of here hmm. with that, you know? Anything you want to say before we go to quick question? No, I'm good. Nice. Rob's like, fuck that. <laughs> you want you, you on <laughs> fire right now. I ain't messing with you. <laughs> All right, Robbie, your favorite one. We're going to quick question. All right, Bobby McGee, we only have a handful of these and we out of here. All right. Quick question. Sure. Um, can the Suns still take the top seed without Chris Paul? He's up for six to eight weeks with his thumb. Uh, yeah, man. I think they can. I like that whole team together, man. Um, quick question. I got to go in emphatic. Yes, I think they can. They have a six and a half game lead. And all they got to do is not. Um, there's, so, there's so many games that they're going to play. They just, they just don't have to beat themselves. Um, quick question. Which Super Bowl team between the Rams and the Bengals had the best chance of getting to the AFC or NFC championship game? Is it the Rams or the Bengals? Who has the best chance of being back in at the scene of the crime? Oh, back in. Um, honestly, I think it's the Bengals because they're on the way up. You know, they got a lot of young pieces. Um, and they all they have to do is just keep adding on top. You know, uh, at the end of the day, they got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If they do anything to that offensive line, it's gonna be a great team. Mm -hmm. Um, the Rams, they gotta bring back a lot of pieces. A lot of pieces. And again, if not if one of those pieces don't come back, that might just be the chink in the chain, you know? So I just think it's a, it's a lot to want not only repeat, but only to, to, to bring all that energy back the next year. It's not in LA this year coming. So I think, uh, I think the, uh, the Bengals. I like that. Uh, for me, I go Rams because 
the Rams are the kind of team that you see coming. You know what they're going to do, and they win anyway. The Bengals, they, they won a lot, a part, uh, in large part because a lot of them didn't see him coming, and you can't help but underestimate a team like that. Now, But now they see him coming. This is the self-correct league, and you got Mahomes. You got the Buffalo Bills, who, who have a pretty strong team coming back next year. You got the Tennessee Titans, who aren't going anywhere. It's, ve- it's going to be very, very hard for them to get in that scene of the crime. You know, with Tom Brady retiring, I like the Rams' chances better, so I'll, I'll go the other way on that. Quick question. Uh, who really won the Israel Adesanya Rob uh, uh, Rob Whitaker match? I'm gonna go first one on this one. I gave it to Israel Adesanya first three rounds. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was close, but uh, I go with this all the time when champions champions fight. You know, if you the challenger going to the to the to the champion, you gotta put a definitive mark on that win. It can't just be like a oh maybe this person. If it's a iffy, it's always gonna go to the champ. So you gotta you gotta stomp dude out. Yeah, I love that. You got to stomp dude out. Uh, hey, last quick question, bonus question. Who's next for Jamal Hill, man? Knocked out. He knocked out. Um, he knocked out. Um, um, Johnny Walker. That's big time, man. I know. I like Anthony Smith or um, um, Ozdemir, Vulcan Ozdemir. Who do you like? Both great picks. I mean, I don't even know. I I, I wasn't expecting that to happen. Let's just say so. Yeah. My my like, my shit, who's next? <laughs> yeah, my my list was a lot lower down the 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 the, the thing, but I, I like your picks. I like uh, Ozdemir. Right. Uh, I definitely think that'd be good. And Anthony Smith, that's that sounds like good fights. Right, cool, man. That's it for quick question. All right, but before we go, just want to give a shout out to everybody who's stuck with the podcast. Everyone who's um who's um kind of doing their thing and at the same time finding that finding the chance to listen to us. Um, most importantly, on Facebook, I got my um option podcast handle disabled um um unpublished and they won't tell me why they said i violated their community guidelines though they won't they won't tell me my community guidelines and i could just let it go so all of the option podcasts are probably going to go on ny varsity sports so i'm going to i'm going to combine the two of them for now but um that's not over because rob there's a principal thing going on for me someone's saying that i did something uh, unethical or whatever and i i um all the wacky shit you could say about me i'm i'm not that guy no, my 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 integrity, my honesty, and my eth- my ethical behavior has never been in question, no matter what anyone can say about me. So, I mean, they can hide, but I'm a fine. I mean, I'll find out. I'll find out what what I'll get to the bottom of that. You know. So, anything you want to say to these guys before they leave? Stay happy, stay healthy. Stay happy, stay healthy. This is that, Rob y'all. McLean, man. Rob McLean might love you guys, um, but me, I don't. Th- I think I speak for Rob. We ain't got. We ain't. We don't have a lot of love for anybody right now, dude. <laughs> it's just. It's been that kind of day. So, but um, thanks. Thanks for us. Wow. Shut up. <laughs> so thanks, Rob. Thanks for um powering through this i know it was it was it's a tough time we had both of us both of us had a rough two days uh personally and professionally so i appreciate you coming on and and at the end of the day performers got to perform and mad respect for you on that of course man you too all right so for everybody else from my man rob keep it mclean mclean i'm jason debeas this is the option this is ha 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 this is sports debate tuesday love you guys the pieces we're out